T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Nice job, Eddie Scazzeri. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Boomer's Eyes saying Craig Carr. No, the fan. And, of course, worldwide on CBS Sports. We've got a great show for you today. You know, if I gave you the, the lineup of the uh, Yankees yesterday, you would have said, what team is that? As they are bringing guys up left and right from the minors to try to get them through a day after the uh, day-night doubleheader against the Red Sox. And, by the way, Brian Mitchell did a good job. But the offense, once again, non-existent. I do have the answer, however, for the Yankee pitching staff. We'll get to that in a second. You got some NBA news, of course. You got some good news for the New York Mets long term and a lot of stuff in between. Good morning, Boomer. How are you today, buddy boy? You know what? I'm doing all right, Craigie. And, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it's obvious the Mets are done. Uh, you could say that, and if so. you're a Yankee fan, you wake up this morning, you're like, okay, at least the Boston Red Sox lost last night to Toronto. And Mitchell so. pitched well. He, he did, but, you know, let, let's face it, you know, Zach Wheeler, you know, he gets around the fifth or sixth inning, it's done. It, you know, and he's obviously coming off of uh, uh, UCL surgery and everything else. He's just not He's just mess. not ready, you know. He's just not ready to take it to the next level. Maybe he will be come September. Who knows? Maybe he will be next year. Almost doesn't matter. But, I mean, now. he walks three guys in the fifth inning, right? And you see it. You see, you see it coming apart. Yep. And luckily enough, he gets a guy to hit into a, a line out. And um, and they, and he walks off, and then the next inning, all hell breaks yes. loose. And then Hansel Robles is just you knew it, you knew exactly. Once you saw Robles, I think everyone said the same thing. All you know, right. Hansel Robles was great. You know, the last couple of years, and um, you know, just he's off too. It's just like anybody who has a chance to like stop it and start it over again to start winning, right? Uh, whether it be you know Stephen Matz on Sunday or Zach Wheeler yesterday or. Or whoever, or you know, and it's crazy when we hit home runs, it's like single home runs. Right. There's no, there's no two runs, three run home runs. You're already down five runs, and then, and then of course, you know, uh, you have a three and zero pitch last inning, and what does Cespedes do? He swings and he hits it into a double play. I mean, so it's this kind of year it is for the Mets. It's it's selling time. It's starting to look forward to next year. Try to. Maybe in some way, shape, or form, if you can rebuild the, uh, you know, the um, the minor league system and all that other stuff. You know, the stuff that uh, Brian Cashman tried to do last year. So yep. it's just a matter of time now for the Mets. Here's the one thing I will say: I watched from start to finish yesterday the the New York Knicks press conference. You did, and, okay. And Steve Mills said more yesterday than he had in the previous three and a half years combined, by far, uh, by far. And it just goes to show. At least I this is what I took out of it. Okay, I took out of it. This is the right thing to do for the Knicks. It is definitely the right thing to do for the Knicks. Um, I don't know Scott Perry at all, but he seemed to say all the right things. Um, you know, I, I saw a general uh, happiness between the three men up on the dais. And even Jeff Hornacek spoke yesterday, which was something it was that, that— It was actually a proper press conference. It, it, looked, right? it looked good. Steve Mills, uh, I thought, came across well. He, he, yes, he did come across well. And this is why I was saying, this is the guy that should have the job. Give it to him. He knows the inner workings. He knows yep. what's going on over there. 
It sounds like he's going to allow Scott Perry to have some freedom to do some things within the basketball organization. Uh, and basketball Scott Perry, if you've never heard of him or you haven't Googled him yet, Scott Perry has the basketball chops and experience. Well, they both do. He's been there for damn near 20 years, and he's worked with and for some great basketball people. Right. So I, I, I take yesterday with a grain of salt. I know that they're not any closer to a championship simply because of their roster and because of the Carmelo cloud hanging over the franchise. And don't think for a minute. I mean, they're saying the right things yesterday. They're not going to buy him out. Um, I wouldn't buy him out either. But they all know that he has to be moved. Yes. And I think they're just trying to figure out what's the best situation. I also think that they know for a fact now that whatever team it is, whether it's Houston, Cleveland, Portland, whatever it is, that they will be able to trade him before the season Mean they'll get something in return. Well, you hope so. I mean, and you know, the thing is, is that uh, there are reports out of Cleveland that Carm, uh, what's his name, LeBron's uh, LeBron pissed. is pissed off because oh. they can't do anything right out there. And, you know, and I and I keep hearing this word dysfunctional attached to Cleveland. I'm like, if that's dysfunctional. I want dysfunctional. Right. But I'll take LeBron and all the dysfunction that comes along with well, it. Well, because LeBron's deal is that LeBron ultimately, you know, is in charge of everything, but doesn't want the public to know he's in charge of everything. And then when they make moves, he tries to distance himself from those executive moves and then comes out publicly and complains about the moves the team made. I mean, they fired a general manager. He had his coach replaced. And they bitches that we're not adding enough players, which to me is a joke because, you know, Michael Jordan never complained about you haven't given me enough players to play with. Right, so I, I get it. Golden State and now Houston, and we're building these ridiculous super teams of all stars. You're LeBron James. You have all stars on your team as well. You just weren't good enough this I mean, particular you, you, year to win. Yeah, you have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love on your like team. These, these I mean, guys, it's like these guys now have to have five Hall of Famers playing with them, or you know, I'm disgruntled. I don't like what my team's doing. At the end of the day. You're supposed to be the greatest player on the planet who makes everybody so much better, like Jordan did for Pippen and Rodman and Coo Coach, et cetera, et cetera, that you can overcome the all-star team you're going against. Well, it's almost impossible. I mean, uh, listen, game that, three, you're up six when, points, when four that all-star to go team, the game. Time out, when that all-star team has, you know, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry on it, forget I it. I get it. <laughs> forget it. You don't have a chance. Have nobody Paul has George a chance. this year, too. And nobody has a chance. You know, I that, that's the that. thing. I, I'm telling you, unless somebody gets hurt in Golden State, it doesn't matter. But I don't, I don't care about that. Right. What I care about is... What what seems to me yesterday was a very competent, very upbeat, very happy press conference for the New York, New York Knicks where, you know, you could see that Steve Mills is in charge. Yep. He's got the big seat now. There's no question about it. He hires a competent GM uh, the way it should be done. And it seems like Jeff Hornacek is relieved that he could actually talk about possibly playing defense and just being a, coaching. I mean, that's the other thing that, you know, that uh, they were talking about yesterday. We got to be athletic and we got to be defensive minded and we got to be long, all those things. That's great. None of that. None of that fits the bill for Carmelo Anthony. None I, of agreed. it. From a, just from a, he's obviously a great athlete, but he can't get up and down the court. He's not, he's young. not playing defense he's not young. and he ain't young. And I'm, I'm with quick, you. Listen, and he's not I, athletic. I actually enjoyed the press conference yesterday, and it, I know we're no, we're no closer and won't be for a while to the prospects of a championship. But I liked it. It was competent. Uh, they were uh, clearly on the same page. Uh, there was no specter of you know uh, of a Phil Jackson type figure there. Steve Mills, I thought, came across really well. I also liked Perry. I'd never heard him speak before. I thought he uh, had a great command of of uh, his position, and I thought it was all good. So in, in a year of total dysfunction and clown-like circus uh, atmosphere, 
I thought yesterday was a step in the right direction. You know, man, for those people that I don't said you know, agree. I, I no, I do one hundred percent agree. And I and I said it the day that Phil Jackson was fired with yeah. Wally Zerbiak in here. You know, we're talking about David Griffin and all this other stuff. Just give it to Steve Mills and let him make the decisions. He's been in the NBA for sixteen years. He's been here for three and a half years. He grew up at Roosevelt, uh, Long Island, right around the corner from Doctor J. Played at Princeton, right? He played at Princeton. Went to Friends Academy. We're gonna. I'm to good with it, man. I mean, so the guy's a local guy. Let the guy do it. Let him. Let Let's see what he can do. And let's see what his relationships behind the scenes can mean for the Knicks. Not, nothing's going to happen uh, in terms of championships or anything within the next three to four years. Yep. Nothing. Now it's a rebuilding process. And we as Nick fans have finally got to say to ourselves, okay, we get it. We, we know where we're going. Kind of right. like if you're a Nets fan, the, the, the five of them that are out there that have watched Sean Marks do this now for a year and a half. You now know, at least you know what they're trying to do. Yes, you know there's a plan in place. And I, I listen, I'm with you. I thought yesterday was the first good or decent day for the Knicks in a long, long time. Now, as far as the Yankees go, you know, many people think the biggest problem for the Yankees is pitching. I don't agree with that currently. Uh, their offense has been sputtering. Well, of course. I mean, currently, if you look at the last couple of days, you'd say, okay, the pitching's been okay. The offense yeah. hasn't been there. But I, I, I have a solution for you. Now, yeah. I don't know if you watched much of the game at all, but uh, at one point, boom. There is a uh, the the twins had uh, the bases loaded and nobody out. Okay. Yeah. And Miguel Sano uh, was up at the plate. That dude's a stud, by the way, right? Okay. He hits a ball like ping. I mean, killed it right to Aaron Judge. Okay. Right. Aaron Judge does a a one hop. I guess you call that the old crow hop. Yep. Throws a one hopper to the plate. That's unbelievable play. By, by the way, he's not his momentum's not even really coming all I, I that much it was, forward. It was unbelievable. If we had one person in the outfield on our softball team that could throw the ball like that, we would have no problems. He throws the dude out on a hop, one hop, and it's a it's I mean it's a hell of a throw, right? Yep. So they have this. They uh, of course now you have to go to the old how fast and how hard did he throw it? How hard do you think he threw that ball? Miles per hour? Oh, Ninety eight. 98 miles per hour. Yeah. I guess you saw that story already. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, just uh, you saw that. You knew that. So you decided to just stop the story there. Well, well I mean, what do you want me to do? I mean, you asked Aaron me. Judge. Pitcher. 98. No, no I'm not making him the pitcher. Just throw heat. Just throw the heat. I mean, that guy's clearly the MVP of the league. He does everything. Except hit. If you watch that guy, was one for his he, last he, 21. He, he can't hit anymore. You know, that, uh, that home run derby took it all out of him. He'll be just fine. How about, I mean... You saw What's the next? Throw. Like a back injury? See, see, why do you do that? You and Chris Christie are very similar. That no, I'm not very it's similar. Like the, I'm it's like, like the I'm not rooting for the injury, but gosh, what would happen if a guy got injured? I will say it's like this: you put it out to like a Malloy. Dude, you know how I am. I'll say this: I am rooting for that kid. Yeah. I am 100 percent rooting for that kid. You know why? Because when you listen to him talk about what he's doing and, yeah. and how he's become the face of Major League Baseball, and, and I think Rob Manford made a mistake by saying that. Probably put too much on it. Just add too much pressure on this young man. But he does everything the right way. And that was a seed from right field. Uh, I mean, a, I was one a seed. hop, I mean, seed on a line. It was, it was beautiful. I mean, I, there aren't there aren't ten other outfielders in the league today that make that throw. Well, whatever. I mean, you could sit here and you want to, you know, you want to rank them. Be I don't know. You want to say, well, you know, I'm not going to rank them. Just saying, Rushmore of outfielders that could throw guys out of no. the plate. Is that what you're trying to get to? No, I'm just saying that that, that, that is a throw that radio act. Now listen, that is a throw that most guys are not making. That's all I'm saying. You know what you say there? That's what? part of a five-tool player package. That is a five-tool player package. He's a window thrower. He's a window freaking thrower. Yeah. That's so, what he is. I guess I'll address that later today. Address what? Window throwing? No, yeah, I'll address the, wind, the, uh, the, 
the home of the window throwing. Why? Wow, what's 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 the? Well, what I guess I'm in a, apparently I'm in a, a war now or a battle of some kind. So I'll I'll deal with that later today. Don't think I won't because I will. With Michael K or no? With, who with now? Uh, R Mike. Oh, R Mike. Yes. Oh, yes. Jesus. Yeah, you're gonna love that. Mm. Let's spend the entire day oh, having people critique the tryouts on the fan because that's great radio. In any event. I would say this. Hey, too. who'd you like? Who'd you, you like? Okay, okay. Oh, I, mean, I know. Okay. They, they do add Chris Christie. You know that yeah. just makes this radio station so much smarter than it was. Right, for sure. I, I mean, really, honestly. I mean, there, there's actually somebody competent. Just pure intellect. Yeah, because right think now, so. for us to be the smartest guys here is not saying a lot about the radio station. Well, speak for yourself, dude. I mean, you know, I'm well, not going mean, to agree with that. I mean, just because you graduated college doesn't mean anything four years later. Well, you're right. It? You're exactly I mean, right. we all got a piece of paper on a wall. Don't yeah, mean that's true. That don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing don't today. Don't mean nothing. But if you go by resumes, it means something. Uh, well, it depends if you're looking for a gig or not looking for a gig. And you're, you see? See, that's quality that's radio right, right there. there. That, that is, that's that is high off the brow, charts. intellectual type conversation. Yes. Yeah, exactly right. Why wouldn't you want to have a guy? Well, never mind. I don't want to get into it. I don't, you know, whatever they decide, they decide. Right. I will support it 100%. You know why? Because you I consider myself a team player around here. Well, and when you're a team player, you know, you got to make sure that you're supporting the, uh, you know, the, the, the team. Well, that would be nice if that applied to everyone. But yes, whoever gets the job, I, I, we I'm will a be team supportive. player, dude. I will be supportive that, you know, whether a friend of ours gets it or somebody yeah. else gets it or somebody that we don't even know may get it. Who knows? So. So what? So that's what. That's what I'm talking and about. And then, of course, uh, it means absolutely nothing. Uh, but Alonzo uh, Ball was the Summer League MVP. I think it's not like they played 30 games, but the kid played great. So step one in his uh, move from UCLA to the pros and all the expectations. Smooth, baby. Uh, couldn't have gone any better for that kid. That kid, he looks. He's got to figure man. out what sneakers he's wearing, and then he's good to go. Man, he looked good, man. He just yeah. looked so smooth and so e- everything was so easy and you're talking about, uh, you know, it's 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 summer league. I know all that, but you know, when when Magic Johnson and Larry Bird came into the league, yep. everybody knew they were going to be great. Everybody knew it beforehand. Yep. And then when you watched them in preseason and as their rookie seasons went on, what did you see? You saw great passing. I mean, Larry Bird could shoot lights yeah, out. Yeah, but they knew how, but, they but, knew they saw the court mo- unlike most. Right. It's like Mark Messier trying to throw a pass. The first the first year that he was a Ranger, he the, the first like twenty games, the guys that he was playing with, were like, what is he trying to do? We're not really sure. And it took a while for everybody to understand just how great and how uh, how he saw he the saw ice. things develop before they developed. I got you. Right. So that's the same thing that this kid has. This kid has the ability to be an unbelievable passer. And what does that what does that mean? That means everybody on the court with him has got to be awake at all times, ready to go. That means everybody on the floor is going to have opportunities to make plays and to score points, and that he's going to make everybody around him. This is this is the thing that Carmelo does not do. If you want to just transfer it to the Knicks, he's going to make everybody around him happy. When um, when Jeremy Lin took over for the Knicks, that that three week run that he had, right? Everybody was happy. Everybody, well, almost, almost everybody. Well, I mean, the guys that he was playing yes, with were yeah. happy. Yep. And the fact that the ball was moving around, the fact that guys were flying out of, you know, remember Landry Fields? Yeah. I mean, my God, that guy all of a sudden became Michael Jordan for three weeks. You know what problem with Landry Fields is that it did happen this past year, or else he would have gotten about 50 million bucks. True, but the the point I guess that I'm trying to make about Lonzo Ball is that his basketball IQ is obviously off the charts, and he sees the basketball court exactly how all the scout says he does. Yep, well, no, he did he, at least when he was in college, a, and high a, school. As a point guard, he's got the skills that can. And be he's taught. six foot seven. Now I don't know about his brothers, but if his brothers have half the talent that he has, 
know they're going to be pretty good players as well. We're going to tell that, of course. You got the uh, the Mets. I got good news in that uh, Matt Harvey and Noah Syndergaard start throwing uh, this week. And, of course, the New York Yankees got bad news in that Pineda will have the uh, surgery for the uh, with Tommy John. And, again, they uh, play a game that you think on paper they should win, and they lose 4-2. to two. Lots cooking. We'll get all your calls. It's Boomer and Carton. Mornings from 6 to 10 on The Fan. I don't think Jerry was critiqued at all yesterday, but he's also not trying. I was not critiqued. Nice. That's, that's good. good. I don't so know what that is. Like reference to, but okay. Guest hosts and... Whatever else is going on around here, you know, yeah. you just you just stay in your lane. You do your job. You work with Al Dukes in a pregame show. Stay in your lane. So it's a warm up show. It's a warm up show, whatever you call it. And then you guys have a podcast that you do together. I don't know why you guys haven't thrown your hats in the post game podcast. You guys do a show here. It's a highly rated yeah, quarter hour. Well, right. Al doesn't know sports though. <laughs> I think we've proven that the less sports you do, the better for ratings. That's true. You're, you're exactly right. That's in funny. any event, you're, you're sick again, aren't you? I don't know if I'm it's sick or I have allergies because I feel fine. I actually feel okay, but yeah. there's something your skin is very, very tan. Yeah, I look fantastic. But you look better now than when you first came back when you look your face looked dirty. You almost look Mediterranean. <laughs> well, maybe that's because you shaved. I don't know what it is. Perhaps that's what it is. Remember I told you you like you're healthy, you have a great tan, but you look yeah. like you had dirt on your face. Yeah. But now I very dark. I felt you've fantastic. obviously shaved since then. I have, yes. So now I think I'm with Boomer. You look fantastic. I agree. But I you sound agree. nasally. I feel nasally, but I feel fine. How many uh, L.A. and San Francisco shirts did you buy while you were at the ballpark? I bought uh, ballpark? two. I one bought of each? This one because I thought this was great for the 4th American of July flag. with the red, white, and blue. Sure, why not? And that's where we were on the 4th of July. Okay. And then I bought one that had the giant logo and the Golden Gate Bridge. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, there you have it. We'll so see that tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, if you'd like, I can wear that tomorrow. If you don't mind. And uh, then let's, sure. let's go, uh, let's hit a little Rutgers on Thursday. I can do that Thursday. And that's then no uh, Under Armour uh, BEF on Friday. Done. And I think we have TikTok the TikTok stop Monday. Great. That's how we roll. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, we're brought to you by Iron Maiden, Saturday, July 22nd at Barclays Center. Buy tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, Twins-Yankees last night in Minnesota. This was actually a pretty good game. Unfortunately for the Yankees, did not go their way. The 0-1, line to left field. There is a base hit. Frazier charges. Here comes the run. The throw home is wide. The throw to third. Not in down. Mauer scores. Sano goes to third. That's John Sterling on the Vasco sauce. Made it a 3-2 <laughs> game. Uh, Eddie Rosario with an RBI double as well. 4-2 would be the final as the Twins take the series opener. Move to 47-45. and 45. Yankees falling to 47-44. Before we all yes. go crazy about it, it was, it was obvious. And I, I assume they talked about it before the game. I didn't see it. Um, they were not going to. They had no interest in going into that bullpen. No, Joe Jury talked about it after Based the game, too. Based on the Red Sox series and the timing yes, of it in the 16-inning game. Uh, he said he was very limited. Because if you if you consider... Uh, now, you, Caleb yeah. Smith was good, by the way. No, he, went, he pitched three he, innings. Yeah, he was one, two, three, one, two, three, <laughs> then ran into a little bit of trouble in the eighth. Right, but you consider, you know, you have Cooper playing first. Yep. You have uh, two guys that were not expected to pitch for the Yankees at all this year uh, pitching in this game. And frankly, they did their jobs. Yeah. The Yankee offense just was still sleeping, or it's still in Boston, I guess. But I guess, yeah. you know, you can look at the Red Sox, as Boomer mentioned earlier. You know, the Red Sox, you know, they didn't win either. So maybe that series took a bit out of both of them. It might have. It's possible. Uh, Brian Mitchell didn't help himself either. I mean, the one run he gives up is with two out, and he drops a ball at first base. Right. I mean, that that can't happen. Little League stuff. Uh, pretty much. Would you Here. have benched him on your Little League team? Uh, perhaps. Really, you would depends on the it? situation and if the kid's head was in the game. F- fifth inning. Uh, I had a tough time this weekend. We went zero and three. 
Oof. And at one point I went out to the, uh, I called timeout and I called in the infield. I said, give me the ball. I said, this is a ball. That's a glove. Use the glove to catch the ball. And oh, I you did the old away. school. Yeah, that's very boy, upset. Jerry. I, I like that. that. I love that, yeah. man. So oh, it depends yeah. on where we were in the game. It was like they were up late. They well, weren't into the game. Well, did you have one of those little games where no matter what happened, you couldn't get anybody out in uh, an inning? We had that in the second game on Saturday, yes. Was a tournament? Yes. We were winning 4-1 in the fifth yeah. inning, and then we oh. gave up 10 runs. <laughs> and it didn't matter where the ball was hit. Our guy wasn't there. Got it. So Got it. Was one All right, well, it's a good life lesson, these kids. Yes. If you want, I can tell you what a great tool. Not that you'd need my advice, but you know, you paint this a face on the on the heel of the glove, uh, like two eyes and a nose and a mouth, or just eyeballs, if you want. Yeah. And you tell them that if that glove's not open, that glove can't see the ball. So open your okay. gloves, son. They're 12. Yeah, they're they don't need seven. that anymore. They're not seven. <laughs> they, 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 need to be, they, they need to be, you know. Maybe, maybe by belittling them, it reinforces the basics. Hey, <laughs> no. if those eyes can't no, see no. the ball, they can't catch I got, the ball. I got a great idea for you, They need to go to Jerry. sleep the night before. That's no, got, what they well, I got a great idea for you. Do you have a fungo bat? Uh, I don't use a fungo well, bat. Well, you should no. get a fungo. Right. And then line them up on the first baseline. This is what I want to do with our team. And then go down the line and just hit the kids in the shins with the fungo bag. I had a coach in high school that did that to us. If you don't start playing it right, but yeah, exactly. He called it Freddy Fungo. He right. said, line up, Freddy's coming. <laughs> exactly. I like it. So, <laughs> and, line know, they, they'll react, they'll pay attention the next yeah. time the ball's hit yeah, to them. quick they start yeah. making plays. I mean, I almost did that to Al on uh, Sunday. Well, the ball hit Al in his right shin. Al's I mean, coming off an injury. How could you do that to him? Well, the thing about it was Al made a very clean play and then panicked because he didn't realize where he was on the field and didn't know what the situation well, was at hand. Me, he's playing third base. They're first and second, one out. So there's a force at third. Ground ball, and I'm yelling at him, go to third, Al, go to third. He goes, I didn't know where it was. <laughs> <laughs> because we were playing 90-foot bases, so I was playing way in front of the bag. Uh, so I really had I've lost my... I lost my bearings. Uh, you, you're acting like you were handling, uh, you know, like a bunt or something. That was not the case. Hmm. You, you were... You, you should have made the... The play. And I was trying to go for two double play through the second. It made a nice, nice play. No, there. he did okay. He did fine. <laughs> when he first came back. He. Uh, uh oh. Not in this play. Uh oh. Uh oh. I think Craig called me off there. Yeah, Craig called you. Is that before or after you put your mitt in your face? <laughs> the sun. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, here's the play that you were uh, discussing, and it is remarkable. The 97.7 mile an hour throw from Aaron Judge. The pitch. Swung on, a fly ball to right. Making the catch is Judge. He fires on home, and it's going to be in time. Adia, I like that. A, a double play. Judge made awesome. a phenomenal now, throw from mid-right field. Everybody everybody oh! should watch how he threw that baseball and watch the, the, the perfect fundamentals of how to throw a baseball, arm angle, the way his, li- his legs lined up. And he wasn't like, oh! No, he wasn't overdoing it. But you right. just watch how he did it. It was just absolutely perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Of course, I mean, Dozier was safe. I mean, they called him out, but he I was think safe. His hand was in the air above the plate. No, I thought it was tagged. simultaneous. Well, I I've saw heard Ty goes to the runner. A great, great, but it was an amazing throw, throw for the best player in the sport. Amazing! <laughs> Stop it! He's, he's one for his right last now. twenty-one. Not the time to say that. Well, listen, as Joe Girardi said yesterday, every player's gonna have uh, that type of uh, you know lull, and he's gonna turn it right around. I agree, but probably not the perfect moment to say it. But understood. Here is Joe Girardi, uh, two for eleven with risp 
runners in scoring position, but actually felt like they did better than that. You no, know, we hit some balls hard with runners in scoring hard. position. Didn't have any. Hard. They did. You hard. had the sliding catch by Kepler in right field, and yeah. then the the hit by Holiday. What is the Yankee record? Okay, I don't know. Here's sorry. Anthony and Belleville on the fan. Anthony, what's up, kid? We're carnival reco. Oh, oh yeah. yeah! Hey, you guys talking about the window throwing? You know who the original window thrower is, don't you? Philip Rivers. Me. You. I, I threw the first football through the window over there. Oh, with right. my boy, with my boys, the McNeils, we killed it. Yeah, we uh, we did a jet pregame uh, party. Right. We, and had, we had yeah, all the, the Anderson, Anderson windows, windows out yeah. there, and <laughs> Anthony, despite his uh, diminutive size, actually was the first guy to throw the ball through the window. Window thrower. Yep. Take it easy there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. So what happened? What happened? With what? With Mike. What do you mean? What happened? You, you said there's something going on this morning, uh, and uh, oh, I guess uh, what happened yesterday was someone called him to tell him how great the thirty for thirty was. And then suggested that I said something negative about it. Um, they never got into what I did or didn't say. So he uh, suggested that I, in his words, not mine, I should shut up until they do a 30 for 30 about me. Well, he should dream and hope. And uh, you, know, you know what it is? He's what? jealous that somebody doesn't have one about him. Uh, That's the bottom yeah, line. When he has his, then he can talk. Until then, shut up. Oh, when, they, when they do one on his life, which they never will, okay, then he can talk. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how you can see. Things are heating oh, up boy. around here. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a great final few months. It's going to be an amazing four months. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And then he went on this whole ratings rant about uh, the, the alleged um, lies that were told about the, the ratings. Well, we'll get to that later this morning. Oh, there you go. That's uh, thanks for calling in, Anthony, and uh, you know charging this whole thing up. You well, I mean, I get, son of a- like, obviously, I have all the ratings. So at any point, he wants to throw a dart against the wall and pick any month that he'd like to pick. Just feel free, pick a year, pick a month, pick a week, pick a day, and we can start that conversation as soon as you like. Okay, good. Because at the end of the day, here as a talk show host, you get judged really first and foremost by what, Boomer? Uh, by your ratings. Uh, okay, by ratings. Right? And yeah. that's the ultimate judgment of the popularity of or success minds. of the show. That's all. <laughs> hey, by the way, you better be careful because, uh, you know, the CBS uh, may come in and shut us down from using, like, any unauthorized audio that <laughs> he's been living on for the last 10 years. By the way, so it was funny. A guy on Twitter yesterday posts the audio that, uh, that Eddie just played. Right. And uh, he sends, uh, and I go, hey, thanks for putting that up there. Really appreciate it. And the guy goes, if you guys want to use it, feel free. Just, you know, credit me. And Al goes, so in other words, if we want to use our own audio on our radio station, we should give you credit for allowing us to use our audio? He goes, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's up front. What was the guy's name, Eddie? Uh, what was his Twitter thing? Oh, Mike in New, New Haven. Yeah, Mike in New Haven. Thanks for so, sending us our audio. You're welcome. <laughs> we, we appreciate that very much. Saves you, a lot of time. You keep doing it, kid. Unless it's illegal, then don't do it. And by the way, your boy, uh, uh, what's his name, Alonzo Ball won the MVP of the summer league, right? Yes. And the Lakers okay. won the I mean, championship. Five games. Cares, no, but don't, I know that. But the thing about it is, is that you remember when he and you you were in here the next day after their first game. He oh, he can't right. shoot. He can't well, he play. He can't shoot. I mean, dude, he was there for. He hadn't played basketball for three and months. He shot thirty eight percent. What's more, what's more impressive to me than anything else is just how far away he was from that first game. Yeah. When he finally got through the other four or five games. No, I'll give you that. Listen, he has he lived up to uh, the hype thus far. Uh, he's, he's not a great shooter. He's never going to be a great shooter. But he does a lot of other things. And it's a very small sample. For six games, I think it was. Uh, but you know what? 
give the kid credit because a lot of people are rooting against him because of his dad. He went in there. I'm, root, I'm, I'm rooting for him because of his dad. Well, we'll see. So give him credit. He <laughs> played prob- well. No, the problem when people, and ESPN has this on the front page of their website. Yeah, of course because it, yeah. he's the new. The Orlando he, Magic won the summer league. Land. Who cares? No, it doesn't cares. matter. But you know what? It, you know, it was watchable. It was a watchable product because it was the highest of these young kids. Asked, It's probably a watchable product every year. No, we just don't care about, about it. Through. It's a fair question you ask. No one cares about it. It did get great ratings. I did. I watched it. And it got it. ratings because of this great class of, uh, of draft picks. Here's the reality. I think the NHL needs to do this. Stop. Here's the reality Why? with ESPN. ESPN, unfortunately, is a sinking ship right now, and they're desperate for something that people can latch on to that they own. So 10 years ago, a little bit less than that, it was Brett Favre. It was Brett Favre every minute of every day. Where's he going? What's he doing? What's about Brett Favre watched the whole nonsense, right? Right. Then it became Tim Tebow. And it was, you know, I remember Sal Palantoni had a tent at Florham Park. He lived there for six months, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, right? Okay. And they don't have that guy anymore. Alonzo Ball, because of his dad and because of what he did thus far, is now that guy. So what ESPN's doing is they're making themselves basically, because there's no, there's, no one's watching the network right now, other than when there's NFL games on, they're trying to become the de facto boss of the NBA, and with the NBA's popularity as good as it is, and with kids like Alonzo Ball coming in and living up to the hype, they want people to associate NBA with ESPN, which is why, who did they just hire? The vertical, right? Adrian Wojnarowski. Okay, who's the foremost expert on all the trades and all that crap, right? So it's a, it's a smart play. If you think Lonzo Ball, where are you going to see him play? Well, you got to watch ESPN. That's what they're doing. I, I, wouldn't you do it? Huh, no. I, by the way, it's smart. But when you say, I can't believe it's on the front page of ESPN's website, that's why. Yeah, so they're attaching they're themselves. Just like they did with Linsanity and Tim Tebow and all that other stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, and, that's what uh, it is. I, I will say there's a lot of pressure on that young man. A lot of pressure on him. And I give him a lot of credit. For, I know it's six games. I know it's Summer League. And he hasn't played against the real pros. But for what he's been given the opportunity to do this far, great. Good for him. Dude, you can see it, man. He can pass. He, he knows the game. I don't know how his defense is. That's something, obviously, that they'll, they'll and, have to work and on. And not only that, the Lakers spelled his name right on the uniform. Yeah, that's So good. they got two up on the Knicks now. Yeah, there you go. How about hey, that? Jerry, anything else? Yeah, but we got a guy that's got like 17 consonants in his name. It's a lot of consonants. Yeah, it is. Uh, Mets lost to the Cons- Cardinals 6-3. to three. There's vowels. Consonants. Excuse me? Not a continent. Consonant. That's what Say I said. Say it again? Consonant. Consonant? Yeah. Spell that. Because when you say it all nasally, I don't get it. That's because I don't don't sound great. C-O-N-S-A, N-E-N-T. You've not spelled that correctly. C-O-N-S-A-N-E-N-T. Consonant. You gotta blow your nose. Incorrect. I don't have to. There's nothing there. Hold on. C-O-N-S-A-N-E-N-T. Eddie, you did not spell that correct. Hold on. Is that wrong? He did that. that was not a I Googled spell. it. I have it in front of me. Try Hold again, Jerry. Go, go letter for letter. Wait a minute. Go, go letter so for fast. letter. C-O-N. Jerry will say the letter. You tell him if the letter's right one C. at a time. C. Yes. O. Yes. N. Yes. S. Yes. A. Incorrect. Say. Oh. Really? So you're Is it E? You lost. No, you're it's out. not E. Either. It's I. You. Wrong. 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 What letter? Consonant. O. Conso. Nant. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Well, I've spelled that wrong for 43 years. Yeah, you want to try again? Doesn't matter. I got it wrong. You don't don't walk around having to spell things to be successful. Why don't you spell it right now? Body by pig. Just so it's body (laughs) by pig, that's right. Wrong. (laughs) 
Why don't you um, spell it again now so at least you can tell the kids when you get home, Daddy spilled the big word on the air correctly. C-O-N-S-E-N-O-N-T? Is that what we said? No. Incorrect. No. No. Wrong. 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 <laughs> Why don't we try again? See, I don't remember. Try Suck again. away. C-O-N-S something. S-O-C-O-N-S-O-N-T. E-N-T. Incorrect. Wrong. 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 C-O-N-S-E. Special sauce. N-A-N-T. Wrong. What was that one, Jerry? Sorry. C-O-N-S-E. No. No. Wrong. Wrong. Sorry. Wrong. Sorry. Wrong. C-O-N-S-O-N-A-N-T. Correct. That's right. Just for the sake of making sure you have it right. Yes. C-N-S-S-S-S-N-S-A-N-T. Now spell consonant. C-O-N. S O N A N T. Nailed that. That's Nailed what I'm it. I mean, about. brilliant. That's, wild that's, that's, how you, that's how you teach. Oh, I bought a sack. Hmm. So sack Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Spell sack. Spell sack. <laughs> See, I have trouble with the sockeye salmon. So yeah. I said sack. My bad. You bought sockeye salmon? I bought sockeye salmon yeah. burgers the other day. Yeah. And I couldn't eat the whole thing without. Laughing the whole time. Is that All right? I see is the other thing. The sockeye semen. A wild last sockeye semen. Yes. <laughs> How many consonants are in the word sockeye semen? A lot. Sockeye four. Hey, yeah, sell, right. send a sales geek to go get some, uh, you know, Advil cold and sinus, please. I'm and, fine. I'm Jesus. Well, God. if we're sending him out, can you also get some pretzels and some <laughs> breakfast sandwiches and maybe a. Uh, Wasn't it slurpee? National Ice Cream Day the other day too? Should we get some ice cream? No, National Moji Day. No, but that but Sunday was National Ice Cream Day. Nah, I think. So is where's that right? the Carvel? Yeah, actually, we have uh, Dairy Queen coming on Thursday. Awesome. Oh. Well, the that. guy that happens to be in there hasn't sold anything in six months anyway. <laughs> How about you get out there and go buy us some ice cream? Oh, he saw a lot for Spanish Yankees oh, broadcast. That is true. He owns doing. it. He totally yeah, forgot about well, those Well, because guys. he met a, a Spanish gal who he uh, got married to oh. the other day, and now his Spanish dun, is now his dun, uh, primary dun, language. So he's uh, knee deep in that community trying to sell stuff, which is great. Nice. Aren't you getting married twice too? By the way, you're having two ceremonies, are you not? Oh, yeah. Two ceremonies. I think for each family. Oh, it's brutal. Traveling all over the world. Take control. You already lost control. Two ceremonies. <laughs> What's next? A gender now, reveal party? Yeah. Now I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to say anything. I'm sure she's a lovely woman. Oh yeah. Well, but it's she knows weir- she is. But there's obviously something. Yeah. <laughs> that this it's weird missing. how they met, though. Mm. Okay. Well, he was in a store buying condoms. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's all the old time best. One size, extra large. What's your number? I'm not even kidding. And uh, she's a lovely gal, and they just struck up some that's kind true. of conversation. I'm not lying. I thought that was a joke. No, he met her. I'm not going to say where, but he met her. And he went in to yeah, buy yeah, uh, yeah. Trojans or whatever. And uh, and they, oh, interesting. Oh, and you need six of them? Is that right? Oh, What's here's the name? rubber. <laughs> it's Boomer and Carton mornings from six to ten on the fan. So, what do you think the story with Ezekiel Elliott is? Did he hit the guy, or Supposedly didn't he hit the guy? Some dude from behind him, kind of similar to like the whole thing with uh, Darrell Rivas. Check it. Uh, came in from behind Ezekiel. That's his current story. Okay, and came in, pop, bam, um, and punched some. Uh, may, may or may not punch a bouncer, but he was not charged. With anything. Right. Um, I know it's being investigated, et cetera. Of course it is. Um, but the, the, here's, the, here's the the problem for uh, Ezekiel Elliott. 
the NFL is considering suspending him <clears throat> prior to this incident. So the NFL has the right based on, you know, the first it was this, and there's another thing, another thing that if you have three or four uh, incidents, even if you're not you know, guilty of a crime in which you've shown bad judgment, you put yourself in a position where, you know, police are called, et cetera, uh, the NFL can look at those things collectively, aggregate them all together, and say, you know what? You need to start showing some maturity and getting, and figure things out, so we're going to suspend you. Um, and that's what, I think that's what's going to happen. I think Ezekiel's looking at a one or two-game suspension. Right. Part of it stems from the domestic violence situation and investigation, which he could be suspended for for that alone. And if he's guilty of what he's accused of, he should be. Uh, but you can even if he's not, they can take that incident or allegation, take this one, start putting it together and say, hey, listen, this kid just needs a bit of a wake-up call. And the only way to give him that is to take the one thing away from him that means the most. See, but yeah, I mean, this is the thing is, is that NFL teams go to great lengths to sit in front of the players. I know I've sat in these meetings many a times, and they warn the players of certain issues that are out there, and and to try to stay away from those issues as best you can. Sure. Now I don't know who threw the punch. I don't know if it was one of Ezekiel Elliott's buddies who threw a punch or whatever. But the point being is like you know. No matter how much you warn these guys, no matter how much you tell them to stay away from stuff like this, inevitably, they're going to be involved with it. Yeah, because it's hard to view it now as a 50-year-old. You have to view it as a 22-year-old. And my gut is that when you were 22 and new to no, the no, league— No, no, I understand that. I'm not— I'm, no, I'm And me start, too. We'd all, I think we I'm, all would I'm, pay— I'm trying to explain I, I, the frustration that I know that Park Avenue, the NFL offices, have in this regard because right. they go to great lengths— to warn these kids to stay away from stuff like this, right. it's like, especially when you're already under investigation for something else. Listen, it's like the the thing we talk about all the time to a blue in the face, and it's, it's you know it's like uh, no one pays attention. And I'm only using the NFL because we're talking about Ezekiel. The NFL, I imagine the other leagues do too, although I don't know as a fact. The NFL has a program. Every single player in the league, whether you're the last guy on the roster or the or the star quarterback making buku bucks, every single one of these guys is given a, a business card. When they get into the NFL, and it doesn't matter what city you're in, everyone gets a card for that city. And on that card, there's usually two numbers. One number is, it's either a former cop, FBI agent, CIA guy, who's a team security officer, who's there to protect the players should they get in any kind of bad situations, and that's the first number you're supposed to call. And he's, he's not a cleaner, but he what he is, he's a communicator. He's well-connected, and, and he's, he's there because he's got yes. life experience to help. Number two, there's a phone number for a car service. It's typically a limousine. And it's accessible, 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 accessible. You say accessible? I say accessible. Accessible to every player in the league without question. Players don't trust it, though. You you pick up the phone, go beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 boop. I'm at 43rd and 10th, whatever it is. I need a car. Believe me, the Jets and the Giants offer yep. that same service they to come, their players. No questions asked. That's what you said is important. They don't trust the guy driving the car because if you're using that number, more often than not, you're in a situation that you kind of want to keep secretive, I suppose, right? Well, you don't want to get into a car blitzed. 
And then so, have some driver, you know, <clears throat> tell the NFL, oh, by the way, you're going to have to, you know, give me more money for my car because the guy was throwing up in the back seat. Now, here's the issue with Ezekiel oh, Elliott. Oh, who was throwing up in the back seat? Oh, that would be Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, okay. So he was uh, out partying again. Right. So that's like one of the reasons why the <coughs> players don't like to use that because they don't trust I get it. the people that are offering that service to them. So now here's the update on Ezekiel Elliott. All right. These are all allegations. Nothing has been confirmed as factual, nor is even charged. But this is the latest and greatest, okay? Okay. The victim claimed that the assailant, who he could not identify, broke his nose. All right? Okay. Um, The police report he filed reveals, after the first public report was he didn't know who it was, that he did know who the attacker was. A woman who filmed, because you got to film everything these days, fights galore. If you see a fight, you got to film a fight, right? Yeah. A woman who filmed the aftermath of the brawl said that the assailant was Elliot, which backs up a claim made to police by the victim's friend. The woman said the fight began when a woman in Elliot's party got into a verbal altercation with the guy who now has a broken nose. So, so, so you know exactly where that went. Oh, God. Right? Why are you talking to my girl? Uh, escalated. You're not going to disrespect her. Pop goes the weasel because the weasel goes. Pop. A man on Twitter, random guy, pegged the running back as the attacker, writing, and I quote, I saw Ezekiel Elliott lay a bleep out at clutch. Bleep is a racial epithet. Okay. Okay. So you've got independent eyewitnesses with nothing to gain saying, we saw what went down. Maybe that guy's an Eagle fan or a Giant fan. Maybe. Elliot threw the punch. Right. That's all I know. Well, supposedly he's a hothead. So would it surprise you that he did throw the punch? No, he was taken to the hospital. And I guarantee you that there's footage of it because I'm sure the club clutch has cameras. Uh, Well, unlike LeBron's house. Right, exactly. Um, Now, here's the other thing. Yeah. The victim was celebrating his birthday at Clutch. And uh, again, it's social media. Snapchat shows him posing for a photo with a woman at 9.18 p.m. moments before he got punched in the face. Now, I don't know if it was the same woman, but let's just play this out common sense. He's drinking, I'm sure. I thought he was a bouncer. No, they're saying this guy was not a bouncer. Oh, he's not, okay. Initial reports were. I think the bouncer may have broken it up. Oh, I see, okay. So, everyone's drinking. Yeah. We get that part. That's, that's never obvious. a good thing. Never a Everybody, good thing. Everybody, Joe, let's have a drink. Let's have a drink. It's my birthday. Let's have a drink. Yes. Say, and you see an attractive gal. You have no, who, don't know who she's with. It don't matter. You just strike up a convo. Because that's what you do at bars when you drink. Now, there's some guys out there who see that go, why are you talking to my woman? Right? It becomes right. all and it becomes this whole stupid macho thing. Why are you looking at my woman? Because she's hot. Boy, <laughs> I shouldn't look at her. She's an attractive gal. I see an attractive woman, right? So then this guy who's having the birthday goes, Would you take a picture with me? It is my birthday. Yeah. She takes a picture with the guy. Maybe an arm goes over his shoulder, you know, the old that type of thing. Maybe it comes around the waist. Never right? Know, right. Right? Maybe it comes down around here. You never know. You don't know. Snapchat, next thing you know, dude looks over, sees a girl he's friendly with, maybe even dating, I don't know. Dude's arm is up here or Touch over me. here. Touch me. And that becomes uh, you know, actionable. 
Well, I don't know. You know pop goes the weasel because the weasel goes pop. So you know the club has got cameras. You know the Snapchat, this video. There's, there's something. You'll, you'll, they'll get to the bottom of it, and maybe Zico will be uh, suspended for three more or four more games. Yes. Who knows? Um, God. I see, what, the, I see the victim here. The victim, uh, this is a Snapchat uh, the victim Good has. Snapchat. <laughs> I mean, if Al was there, he'd be periscoping the crap out of this. Yeah, I would be like a European tourist. I caught a video this morning of Craig DJing in his office, practicing. Yeah, that's nice. not right, though. You snuck up on me, though. That's not cool at all. Only 15 seconds. No, but you snuck up like I'm going, wooka, 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 whoop. And, he's, and I look up, and he's out with a camera on me. Not right. Not right. Especially because I was testing out different types of music. And you totally, you know. And your new equipment you had. I have, yeah, I got the whole DJ stuff. Got to practice. Yeah, I guess you do, yeah. Yeah, I go, I called uh, um, my main man upstairs, too. I called uh, Sheboygan up. Sheboygan. And I said, Sheboygan, who you got? He goes, they got a guy named DJ Majestic on the ones and twos. I go, here's what I need. I need Majestic to just, you know, walk me through a good set list. Right? All right. An updated. Nice. Because I'm playing, you know, Borgata said, love your set list, but you do you got a lot of party anthems. Right? We want just a couple more currents in there. So I went to Majestic, and I go, after the show, we're going to go DJ together. Nice. There you go. Look at that. Because I was trying to appeal to you. I want to play music that you would like. No, don't appeal to me. So I had, like, the Led Zeppelin dance. Here's your some chance. Bread. Uh, no bread at a club. To do the hump, because Boomer loves the digital underground. That's his thing. Then I, I got a little Guns N' Roses in there for you. Nice. Because the crowd typically likes that when you do the- Sure you do. The Sweet Child of Mine intro. Of course wooka, you wooka, do. Wooka. Why, why right. wouldn't you? Then I had I had Jason Derulo swallow for you. Figure go from boom, 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 like that. And I might be bringing Dougie Fresh with me. You could have a little chance to rap her. Hey, yeah. by the way, Eddie. You yes, know, sir. Don't talk about my musical taste. You have some nerve. Yeah. You, 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 oh, I'm right there with you. No, you're not. No, you're not with me. <laughs> I come in here, I hear what you're, you're playing spinning wheel when I come in here, so I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, oh, I will. Right. Classic George Benson. Yeah. Spinning wheel, round and round. What goes up must come down. Spinning wheel. I mean, it's the kind of crap that I walk into in the morning. Mike, how am I supposed to get up for a show when this is playing in our studio when I get here? I'm with you. When I say I'm with you, I mean I'm with you. Yeah! Your troubles are crying. You gotta get this on the turntable. Ride a painted pony, let the spinning wheel spin. Yeah. You got no I met a guy that comes from your era. Yeah, baby! So I was at the. Thank you. Thank you. I was at the Otis Anderson golf tournament yesterday. Oh, nice. Saw Larry Holmes, Mark Bavaro, hung with Charles Oakley for a bit. How's he doing? He's doing great. Is you all happy now that Phil Jackson's not there? I think so, yeah. But the problem wasn't between him and Phil Jackson. It was between him, him and, and Jim James Dolan. Dolan. So Charles Oakley auctioned off it's this, this great thing. Charles Oakley will go to your house okay. and cook dinner for you and 30 of your friends. Okay. And you can tell him whatever, the, you know, you want Italian, you want American, you want Southern, whatever it is. So what's he, a chef now? And I guess he's like an accomplished chef. <laughs> so one of the auction items was uh, Otis... Oakley, Howard Cross, 
They go to and John Stark said he was in too. They go to your house and eat your food. They go to your house <laughs> and they make dinner for thirty of your friends and party at your place. Okay, that to me that sounds like a, a unique type of item, right? But well, hey, I mean, do you get to throw Oakley out of your house later on in the night, or you can role play? You can role play, play, some role okay, play if good. you want. So I see a man who I'm assuming is about sixty five years old. Okay, and he's not. He's a, he's shorter. He's not a very tall man. Okay. Right. And I noticed people really kind of guffawing over him. Like, he's a special guy, right? Yep. A beautiful wife. His son's with him. And Otis has it set up that after the whole thing, there's going to be a live band playing at his event. I go, cool. It must be a local Jersey band or something like that. He goes, no. Because the lead singer of that band, his father, is like American music royalty. Okay. All right? So I get introduced to a man who only has one name. One name. And it starts with the letter K. And they said, Craig, I want you to introduce you to... Constantine. Cool. Cool. Mo D. No. Just cool. Cool. I met cool yesterday. Cool with a K. Cool with a K. And now who's his dad? And his wife, she introduced herself. I think her name is Sequina. But he said, no. She goes by Lady Cool. You understand what I'm saying? So who's the dad? Cool and the gang. The lead singer, the founder of Cool and the gang, Cool... Was at the event yesterday, oh, I get it. and his son's got a really good band. So I met a guy named Cool, and I go, that me and Cool and the gang. Have you ever met Cool? Uh, yeah, at some point you had to do they something. They did one with of them. my events about ten years ago. So you you had to have met Cool, but he's the I don't original. Remember, That's cool. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, somebody was missing, I think, in the group. Maybe that was well, the I'm four sure. tops. I, I imagine they've the lost top. some members over the years. I yeah. imagine. What's he gonna do? I want to get down. I want to get down. Get down. Yeah, so I was hanging out with Cool get yesterday. Get your freak on. Yeah, get your freak on. It's not every day you meet Cool. You know what I'm saying? You want to get down. Cool. You want to get down. Get down on it. Going down. Okay. What? What? Going down. I had this to the Going down. They said too many party anthems. Can't have enough too much. Going down. <laughs> Jesus. That was great. He goes, I'm cool. Yeah, he was cool, too. Coolest guy in the room. You know? Hmm. It's very hot yesterday. You know, Jay-Z's got a real name. Yeah, Jay-Z does. Didn't he just name his kid Carter Carter or something like that? Did he? Or something like that? I didn't see the name. I saw the picture of Beyonce with the twins. Yeah. How you the kids na- his last I didn't see Carter, the, right? I didn't see the names, though. You got the, is it Carter Carter? Some I don't of these know. Celeb- listen, I named um, my kids, you know, names that are not the ordinary names right. either. But what do you got? You have Blue Carter, that's uh, the daughter. B. Sean. B. Sean. B. A. One Sean. word. Sean a second. I don't know. Is that right? I don't know. Uh, you tell Ru- me. Rumi Carter. What is it? Beyonce gave birth to Rumi Carter. Rumi? Like rumors, Rumi? R U M I. All right. Along Rumi. with. Along with twin Sir Carter. Sir Carter Carter. Sir Carter. No, no, no. Sir Carter Carter. No, I think that's Rumi Carter, Sir Carter, Blue Carter. I think it's like that. So it's I don't not, think it's so, Carter so, Carter. So his first name is Sir. But now you're talking. It's not Sir Carter Carter. No, it's just okay. Sir Carter. Okay. That's right. And it's Rumi Carter. Rumi and Sir. Right? Right. That's not, by the way, when your mom's Beyonce and your dad's Jay-Z, it don't matter what your first name is. You're cool. Right? That's right. You just you, you show up in but kindergarten. At, but at the end of the day... You're cool. But at the end of the day, Beyonce and Jay-Z are, are parents just like the rest of us. Right. They have the, the same issues that we all have. 
Yes. We want the best for our kids. We'll do whatever it takes to get, you know. And Which one of my seven nannies is going to change well, that whatever, kid whatever. when he yeah, goes? I mean, but at the end of the day, I mean, they have the same hopes and dreams yes. for their kids as we have for And ours. their kids look at them. It's nothing special but mom and dad. That's right. Right? That's all it is. They will be very unimpressed with their parents until they get to an age where they maybe appreciate their success. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like, your kids are too young. Like, my kids was, started like, to understand when, I, when they were five and six, they started to understand what I was doing. Like, and then I retired. I wonder this. Real quick, I don't have to take a break. They, they used to like coming to the stadium. Daddy's a football player. Daddy's down playing. Down, oh, down, 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 down. Down. They, they I wonder this. This is what I wonder. Okay. As, to ask them, now that Gunner's an adult man, he's yes. in his mid-20s. Right. Relationship has to change because now you have an adult relationship, although you'll always be his dad and always look up to you, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. My question, though, is as an adult now, does he ever verbalize a, an appreciation for your accomplishments or for you as a football player? Does he ever ask you to like walk him through and tell stories? Or is he ever like in awe of, hey, my dad played in a Super Bowl. Dad, tell me about that. Walk me through that. Does that ever happen? No. Huh. <laughs> never? No, it doesn't, no. You never have like the adult convo about life? No. I think, you know, no. You ever it's... talk about, let me tell you this one time in Hawaii, I'm getting my nails did. No. Because I always got man, I always got pedicures in Hawaii. That right, was exactly. Thing. Uh, and you no. don't, he doesn't ask? No, I never asks. Don't you find like he should ask? No, he's got to live his own life. He's got to do his own thing. No, but he, but don't you, wouldn't it be oh, nice? Oh, I invite him to the, uh, you know, the um, premiere of Dunkirk and IMAX tonight. He's like, oh, I'm all over that. And then daddy's cool. Oh, dad, oh dad's, dad's, got dad's, dad's got access. Dad's got access to so the, you know, to he the never has the emotional... premiere of a major, major motion picture that's getting all sorts of great reviews and everything. Yeah, dad's cool. Then. Let me ask you this. What's that? He, maybe, maybe, he you're, the, maybe you're the type that wouldn't Gunner's share. Gunnar's not an emotional guy. Fair no. enough. But does he ever say, dad, walk me through uh, your rookie season? No. And you may want to share these stories with your son, because you're not sharing them with Sydney at this point. No. Right? And Matt's oh, I, Canadian. I, I, I got to so live through the whole hockey thing know. with them. Right. So don't you think Gunnar once in a while should be like, hey, Pop, let's have a whiskey, and let's just, <laughs> let's just, let's just, let's just BS like men. <laughs> no. No. Let me no. tell you what's going on in my life. No. <laughs> if you want me to fill that void for you, I can be that That's son. a whole other lifetime ago, man. I'm going to fill that void. No, you're not. Once a month, you no, and I not. are going to have... No, we're not. A- we already have a karaoke Wednesdays. Why do you always want to add something because to I it? Because I think you want to share hey, these personal stories. No, I don't need to I don't The need ones to that share you don't anything. share on the air, like emotionally, when you were in the locker room at, um, uh, right before uh, the Super Bowl was going to start. All right, this is on the air I now, want, so I'm, I'm not sharing it with no, you. No, I want to know this. Yes. You've done the pregame stuff. Everything's yeah. done. All the Everyone's out. Yeah. The coach, Sam has given his speech. Hmm. Before you get in line, you run through the tunnel and the ba-bing, ba-boom, ba-boom, and the anthem. When you're the last moment you're sitting there alone in your locker before you take the field for good for the Super Bowl, what was that moment like for you? Do you remember? No. Were you playing music? Uh, Madonna on your Walkman? No, I was probably playing Led Zeppelin, Cashmere, or something. You like don't that. remember right before you went out of the tunnel, like the last thing? But do you look in the mirror? Do you have like a, a pep talk to yourself? No. Do you take stock of holy crap? I'm playing the Super Bowl. Does that moment I, I, happen? You know, I think you have that moment uh, at one point in time, somewhere along the line. I don't know. A bunch of our guys on the team had played in the Super Bowl uh, a couple of with years Kenny, prior, right? Well, yeah, with Kenny. But um, no, I just no. You don't even think about that. No, no. Come on. I don't remember. Don't I be macho. Open up. It's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> and what's, uh, like, I have national I have anthem. No... National anthem. Do you remember I... taking stock of holy bleep? Looking, seeing the crowd, hearing the anthem. Who did the anthem? Any idea? No, I don't know. 
See what I'm saying? I don't know. You need to talk to someone. No, I don't need to talk to anybody. You need these are moments, emotional moments that you're. I'm not emotional. That you're about keeping anything. down. You gotta no. let them out. Huh? No, the only thing I'm emotional about now is I got a I got a hockey game on Thursday. Now, would it help me help you? Yes. If I brought Bob Dwyer in, your biggest fan, maybe he can fill the void for you. No, I don't need any voids filled. Everything is fine. Do you remember the, your first play in the Super Bowl? I don't. This is troublesome. Dude, it was a long time ago. I know, but you're in the Super You only played in one. God, it you're was, in the uh, Super Bowl. You walk on the field. It ain't just another Eddie, game. Eddie, boomer. will you please tell him it was 30 years ago? Uh, but listen. It was 30 years ago. But it's I a lifetime I memory. A, I have a hard time remembering what happened. Hey, Booms. <laughs> what do you want, Turn on Bobby? the mic, Bob. Oh, Bob, what was God. Boomer's first play in the Super Bowl? Do you remember? Oh, uh, no. Uh, yeah, he doesn't remember either. <laughs> I Googled it. He doesn't it. know. What was the first offensive play for the Bengals? Esiason's 17-yard pass to Brown on the right. Dude, boom. your first play in the Super Bowl. Get the jitters out. You Boom, boom, ping, 17-yard completion. And then you're in the game. All right, so, okay, great. Then he handed off to Icky Woods, eight yards to the left. 25 yards in the first two plays, and the offense is right out of the gate, yeah. rolling down the field like a steam engine. Then Boomer did a Brooks reverse right, loss of one. Bad call. That's probably on you. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, Bob, anything you want to add to Boomer's life and career? Uh, no. Nothing? Thank Nothing. you, Bob. Why you, why'd you come, why'd you come in then? Yeah, why'd you come in? You're supposed to fill the invited. void for Booms. Well, I, well, he wanted to do it off air. I'm more interested in doing off air. No, no, this is real right now. Share a mo- share a boomer a moment that meant something to you as a child. As a child, yeah. How about well, as an adult? The first time we were in the bathroom together. Very yeah. special. That moment. was very special. Did you look? Did I look? No, I didn't look. <laughs> it was your idol. Doesn't matter. Oh, I idolize him for other things. Yeah, but he's taking a leak next year. Like I look all the time, and I've known him for ten years. I still just well, I make didn't. sure. No? Huge penis. All right. I offered. I offered for him to look if he wanted to. Can we? Do you, I know your body's changed a lot in the ten years. It do you has. mind showing the tattoo again? Oh yeah, sure. This is a tattoo Bob got here. Yeah, it's a nice Bengal tattoo. That's a. Let me see the side. That's the number seven right here for Booms. It's yep. a Bengal tiger. Who day? Who day? Which That's was right, the baby. big uh, thing for? I like it. The uh, the it's tiger's cheer. larger than it used to be. Yeah, it is larger. My belly's <laughs> larger, a lot larger. Anyway, seven thirty six. Boomer, Boomer and Carton. Good job, Bobby. Thanks there for coming in and clearing all that up for us. That was great. It's Boomer and Carton mornings from six to ten on the Fan. John Cena's a manly man. Would you say, Booms? Oh yeah, I would definitely say so. Yes. He spends half an hour a day. Doing what, Jerry Record? Any idea? Shaving his body from head to toe. Is this you Shaving guys, his body. Is this your guys' first day here on the show? Shaving his body. You ask a question. What's the matter? What, I don't. I was talking to Eddie, and you said, "What does John Cena do?" Uh, Shaves his body. Shaving his body. Yeah, that's right. Shaves, Shaves his, his body. body from head to toe. So it's every day. Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't supposed to say that. Every day, half hour a day. Okay, just let me. Throw you, do that. you do you? Do you shave your body or just your head? Just my head. I will trim up the rest, but only monthly or every other so month. Okay. Uh, Thank I'm, you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to no, ruin your story. No, don't be sorry. You just, you know, it's, uh, you, you know, just keep listening to Boomer. It's not the right, you know, it's not the right <sighs> street to go down question, we give you an answer. My bad. By I'll, the way, another, stop, uh, No, no, no. Don't. Stop giving them the show sheet. All right. You're off the list. Right, no show sheet. Ten years later, you know, this, now what are you doing? You, are you drumming with your feet? Yeah. We got a little extra uh, uh, energy today? I was saying that uh, Tops is releasing uh, 
Yeah, no, no, thanks, but we're going to get to that. Card for broadcasters, huh? Wow. wow. You're getting one? I don't know, maybe. I didn't see any FAN guys Did on the list. Did you see that while the maybe, microphone maybe was in your Adam's <laughs> apple? Maybe it's just for uh, the NARPs that are doing the announcing yeah. and not the actual well, you weren't offered former athletes. The, you were not offered a broadcaster's playing card? I was not. By the way, in fairness, you had 12 years of a card. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, Bengals, Cardinals, Jets, Bengals again. You had your turn. Bermuda Triangle. Um, did you see who the trading cards were made of? Uh, I don't know. Jim Joe Nance, Buck. Joe Buck. I have no idea. No, I'm asking. I didn't I see. I don't know. That's the part I didn't see. But since you guys have the story, wasn't later, very I wasn't very interested in the, the rest. I wasn't interested in the story. Huh? huh? Yeah. I think, <laughs> Like, if you were going to do a Boomer or Sison broadcasting card, what would the attributes be? Though we heard them last segment. Huh? No, I'm asking. That's a fair question, Booms. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, the I, Super Bowl I, credentials? No, wait a minute. I don't, know, I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about my attributes as an announcer? As a broadcaster. Right, so the all the Super Bowls you've called. Card. Yeah, okay. Right? That, yeah. Jack Bunk. How would it go? Well, I, I like on the back of the card go. wouldn't say in 2002 he jumped the <laughs> Terry's field goal <laughs> try for the win is good. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you think they made a Mike Francesca uh, trading card? He's the best there is. <laughs> the best there is. Uh, from the beginning, I was number one. If that, if number four is number one, then yes, for sure. Sometimes we're talking, about, we're, talking about, we're talking about number one in sports broadcasting. Talk, oh. So in other words, I guess it's the number one sports talk show in the afternoon. I'm the best there is. Is that what it is? Say that again, Alan. I, I thought it was. What is that? Uh, yeah, it's like there's only two afternoon sports talk shows. Somebody, that's Someone's got to be one. Someone's so got to be so, two. So he could say, I, we, I beat them. I'm the number one sports talk show in the afternoon. Yes. That, that is specific and that is accurate. That's accurate if, for if the quote-unquote the ratings book. If you say it that way. If you say I'm the number one sports talk show in the afternoon, yes. very specific. You're right. Then uh, based on the, the spring ratings period, that would be correct. The fall starts in September. There'll be one more book. They get one more shot. That's it. One more. I'm 48 and 0. <laughs> they get one more shot. That's awesome. <laughs> That's no, a good line. But he's 48 yeah. no. That's great. Meaning that he's never been number two to, against the other sports talk station. Not the more, not every station, but if you just compare yourself head-to-head with the only other sports talk show, yes, you are uh, on a ratings book. Yes. But, I mean, that's irrelevant. <laughs> So, but what? That's what, called what? manufacturing an argument in so, favor so, of so, yourself. So, what are we intimating? What's the? What, what is he saying? What, or what is he not saying? He was saying that when Michael K came out and was gloating. Remember, I made fun of Michael K, saying, and, and hey, and "We won a, June." And you took up. You took up for Michael. Well, Francesa. I just said, you know, you know, celebrating coming in sixth seems pointless to me. Coming in sixth now. Yes. Now, now they're in sixth. I thought they were in first. No, they. they, they All right, so everybody's <laughs> talking around what the actual specifics are. So, uh, do we know how many ratings? Um, how many stations are rated in the afternoon? Any idea? Yeah, let's figure the 30 radio stations. All right, 30 radio stations. Yeah. Who is the number one afternoon drive time radio station? Based on the last ratings book, the yes. spring book? Yes. I believe it was uh, WLTW. All right, so it's not Mike Frances and WFN. No. All right, so who's number two? Um, I'd have to go back and double check. But it's not us. The, for the last ratings period, it was not. Who's number three? Um, not sure. 
But it was not us. Not in the last book, it was not. So, so what are we talking about? Why is everybody talking in I circles? I don't know why people bring it up. We've just never talked about specific. ratings on this show ever. I know, but why can't we just... So, okay. So, just so we know what the accurate statement should be, should be He's 48-0 against uh, ESPN. Okay. So, if you compare similar type programming, sports talk versus sports talk... Yes, he's 48 I like his comment where he said that uh, it's like, okay, you scored 10 points in a fourth quarter. So <laughs> that was funny. We beat you 48 to 20 or whatever it was. I agree. That was yeah, funny. That, that's 100% yeah. funny. It's good. He that's actually cool. showed that he could actually say something that's pretty funny. Yeah, I thought that was funny too. But it's not, But the way he said it, it wasn't like fun. you know, like, no, it was I mean, funny it, that he said it. It never comes across as funny. Mark's very upset with you right now for bringing this up. <laughs> so I knew, Mark, Boomer brought this up. I had nothing to do I with this. I did not bring it up. See, now he's going to be mad at me, but I didn't I just, bring it up. I, I, just, I, didn't, I'm I did not Boomer's bring it up. Questions. I just wanted to be. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> see, here's the, here's the problem with politics yeah. and with all this crap. I'm just sitting here innocently. People just are not specific <laughs> about what they're talking about. Right. Let's be specific. Like, like they'll leave stuff out. Just to make sure they craft their argument. If you to want make to sure view it, it as Mike versus the other show, he Mike has him. won every ratings book they've ever gone head to head. But don't say you're number one when you're not well, number one. Correct. Because you're not number one. That's right. I would never say I was number one if we're not number one. Right. Okay. Lucky for us, we can say that. Well, I don't care. I, you know, saying, just keep doing the show. We don't touch the money. We move along, and yes. we kind of. Hopefully, entertain some people somewhere along yes. the line. Not in that room over there right yes. now. <laughs> or there's three guys in there. Two are being entertained. One's miserable. He's very upset with us. Well, get Chris and Mike back on the phone again and so, get him in here. You make him happy again. <laughs> doggy, doggy, doggy. We have to take a break, doggy. He told me he wasn't talking to Chris for five years. I don't. It can't be that. Was it that long? He said five years. He didn't talk. to I Chris. actually respect that. Uh, we're talking about that Mark means Charles. Mark holds a grudge. I, I like that. That's good. That means he and I are more similar than he thinks. He's a grudge holder. He didn't talk to Chris Russo for five years because Chris left, and I don't want to get into the whole story behind it, uh, and felt like there was a, it was personal. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Mark and I are more similar than I thought. He's a big, fat, vindictive grudge holder. I am the tiny tot of the kilowatt. <laughs> story behind the story. It's the story behind the story. I would say this, story. Mark. Considering that your favorite host only has five or six months left to go, this is a good, like, a uh, pivotal point in your career. You should come in here and hug us and and pledge your undying loyalty to me and Boomer right have now. I have no idea how awkward any of this stuff is. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. I, mean, I didn't, by the way, I didn't bring it up yesterday. I didn't bring it up today. But, you know, when someone tells me to shut up, you know, and he's so good at everything at number one. I'm 48 and 0. Boomer, had, Boomer brought up the facts. I, listen, it's not my fault. The facts are fa- Facts should, like, some things are left out. You know, and they shouldn't be left out. They right. should just be, if you really want to talk about it, then talk about what the actual numbers really are. That's yes. all in regards to anybody. Right. 48 you, no. You can craft anything the way you want to craft it, but let's just be totally accurate. That's all. That's not asking for too much. I'm 48 no. Yeah, you, you How are. long have we been here? 10 years? Yes. So that's 40, Until then, shut uh, up. 40, 40 ratings periods? Is that what it is? Yeah. It's 10 years. years. Yeah. yeah. I guess we're 40 and 0. All right, seven fifty-three on the fan. If you play that out, boom. Yes. In three more years, we become the all-time record holder. <laughs> Let me just say this. All right. We're very happy to be here. We have a great thing going. Yes. We have really never ever talked about ratings on this show, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, but I will say this one thing. Then I promise, Mark, I will leave this alone unless re-engaged. All right. All right. When. 
If you want to have a battle or attack our show in any level, I'm always willing and game for that conversation. As you know, factually, tangible, provable stats, I'm not going to lose that argument ever on any day against any other show, both in the building or out of the building. So I would just say we can all talk a lot of smack about our successes and you know our egos and this and that. If you do want to continue the engagement, I'm good and ready to go with it. If you'd like to move along and worry about other things, that's fine by me too. But I'm not going to run and hide from it. I'm not going to shut up. And I'll engage you at any level of conversation you want to have on ratings or how you deem success today, tomorrow, and for the next six months. So if you want it, let me know. And I would say this. You're welcome to come in here any day and have an open, honest conversation. Clam up! And I'll go on your show any day and have an open, honest conversation. I'm inviting you, and I'm accepting any potential invitation to return the favor in afternoons. Outside of that, I will not speak of this ever again. I'm 48 and 0. This is almost McGregor and Mayweather level. No, no, listen. I'm saying if everyone wants say one of you, you might got get the together. Bitch hands. So I want to, <laughs> look at your little brill bitch hands. <laughs> I would say this. God. At any point that Mark wants to get us together in a room, I've told him for 10 years, I would say yes. We've tried to play golf, no show. We've tried to, you want to come on, open door. You want us on, open door. I'm happy to have the conversation on or off the air at any point Mark wants. We're live in the Investors Bank studio. Thank you very much. And Boomer brought this up. I had nothing I to do was with that. I, I just, just wanted to make sure the facts were the facts. We'll it's Boomer and Carton. Mornings from 6 to 10 on The Fan. Tom Thibodeau is building that team, I think, to try to, in some way, shape, or form, reflect the team that he had in Chicago, where they, they're going to want to play defense first. Right. And uh, Crawford, very interested, you know, because I think that Cleveland was trying to get him. Okay, and he makes decided, sense to me. By the way, he decided to go with Minnesota over Cleveland uh-huh. and LeBron, and he said, "Look, I, I don't need to be chasing rings. Um, you know, that's not what I'm all about." And the way he put it was kind of refreshing that he wanted to go to a team that hadn't experienced uh, what Cleveland has experienced, and right. he wants to be part of the process of turning a franchise around. I respect that. I do respect his you know, career. I you can see him saying, "I only want to win." Now, I don't know if Cleveland was offering the same amount of money. That uh, that uh, Minnesota was, but at the end of the day, he's going there, and LeBron James is uh, basically getting, according to all reports, uh, annoyed with what's going on out there in Cleveland. Yeah, I don't know how, how could he possibly be getting annoyed? Well, like, he's getting annoyed because but you so, know it's so offensive. Like to the average fan, you're LeBron James, you're the best player in the sport, right? And now all of a sudden, you're telling me that if you don't go out there and get you know two more All Stars, um, you're annoyed by that. You had your general manager fired. So you got rid of a general manager. Two years ago, you got rid of a coach, and you were unable to come up big enough. This year, last year, you were so good, it was embarrassing to everyone else. But this year, you have a six-point lead with four minutes to go in game three, and you uh, you take uh, like three more shots, and you're terrible the last three minutes of the game. Game four, you win big, and then, of course, you just got your ass handed to you. And afterwards, you know, I appreciate at the time I'm saying, I got nothing to hang my head about. We lost to a better team. But here's the difference. This is why when you make Jordan comparisons, Michael Jordan never would have said that. So you're LeBron James. I don't want to hear this crap of, well, you need a super team to win a title. You're the Superman. 
And by the way, you are a super team. You created one in Miami. You got another one in Cleveland. And you didn't play well enough to win. Period. Stop. But I'll tell you what, the NBA's got a problem on its hands. Because you have about four teams out west who are legitimate juggernauts. And west basketball is going to be a lot of fun to watch again. I mean juggernauts. In the east, you don't. You got one team, two teams, Cleveland and Boston. There's not another team right now in the Eastern Conference that can lay any type of serious claim to thinking they're good enough to win an NBA title. Not one. Right? Yeah, well, the reason I was bringing this up was because LeBron, you talk about bad firings and weird times of firings. They basically dumped their GM right as this whole thing was getting started. That's right. It's kind of like the Knicks allowing or picking up Phil Jackson's extension, allowing him to handle the draft, and then firing him after all of this and still paying him. The the NBA, and I love the NBA, man. I watched a lot of of, uh, Vegas basketball. I really do love NBA basketball, Uh, and I'm a diehard Knicks fan. I would tell you right now, and I would tell the commissioner of Alcaldom, that they have, I know they'll say, no, it's never been healthier, this and that. They have a real problem on their hands in a couple of ways. Number one, you know that TV contract with ESPN comes to an end in a couple of years, and they're going to have to lower the salary cap, meaning the players are going to be pissed. There's going to be a work stoppage, a lockout, whatever you want to call it. That's number one. Number two, when you become a bad basketball team and or find yourself in salary cap hell, there is no quick fix. It ain't like other sports where, hey, if you find the franchise quarterback, everything is solved. There are very rare generational-type players where you add that one player and you can go from 15 wins to 50. That's not often. And it's very hard to become good once you become really bad in the NBA. And that's a problem. You know who the smartest guy in the NBA is right now? Smartest guy in the NBA. The smartest guy who is a part of the NBA right now. Is it a player? No. Not a player. Nope. Oh, I know who it is. It's the owner of the Houston Rockets. That's right. Because he's uh, got a valuation of $1.7 billion in two and a half, three years. That will go down, not up, because That's of the right. TV contract. And he's selling. And you could sell at a high point. He's and sell- the fact that the Rockets the are worth damn near $2 billion... You could thank thank uh, and Steve just, Ballmer for that, and they just—that's right. And well, no, you could thank Don, uh, Donald Sterling well, for that. Well, um, you really thank Adam Silver for firing uh, an owner of a team look, who everybody got bamboozled fired. by uh, you know that girl. Yeah, I know that, but everybody would have fired. It was an easy political thing to do: fire the guy because he's right, an idiot. Right. So here's the thing, and then overpay for uh, you know his franchise that wasn't nearly worth what it was. No. But with the new TV contract coming. That's why the uh, the Clippers basically ended up selling for what they sold, and because of the pressure of not having lawsuits thrown at you and everything else. Right. So let's find the richest guy in America. Let's have him overpay for the uh, for the asset. And now all of a sudden, everybody else is billionaires in that particular yeah, but club. I agree. Was it Leslie so, so Leslie Alexander is the owner of the Houston uh, Rockets and has been since I think 1993 or something. And I okay. bought the team for I want to say like 85 million dollars. It's a good investment. And now he just signs Chris Paul. They make the trade, uh, sign a trade for Chris Paul and everything else. Right. So now all of a sudden, this franchise is uh, probably going to be worth about 1.4. Seven to two point two billion dollars, somewhere in there. It's unbelievable. And some lunatic's going to come and buy it. And this guy is selling at the high point. He is like, and and it's kind of shocked 
everybody down in Houston because they didn't see it coming. Sure. Even the president but and CEO of the Houston Rockets who announced it yesterday basically said, well, man, I never thought this was coming. But somebody got to Leslie's ear and said, hey, guess what? Now well, is the time to sell. If you could somehow convince uh, someone to buy it at two billion bucks, that's a pretty smart deal. I put together a deal. I went to that. You told me about that NBA trade machine thing. Yes. I don't think this is any shot of happening, but I'm trying to figure out how I can get Ryan Anderson off the Rockets. All right. Uh huh. And get Carmelo Anthony to Houston and let the Knicks, uh, you know, get rid of him and involve a third or fourth team. Right. So I, I arbitrarily took Minnesota. All right, and it's a total arbitrary move on my part. And they've got—I uh, always forget to pronounce his first name. Gorgi uh, Deng, right? Okay. Now he's got a four-year deal, but it's for fourteen million bucks, which is a manageable number. It's about three million and change a year, right? Okay. And he plays power forward like Ryan Anderson does. Okay. But why do you think? Okay. So yeah. I'm just making—I'm just gonna give you one makeup trade because uh, you got me into it uh, a couple days ago, and I go, "Let me have some fun with it." So if if the T Wolves. Thought Ryan Anderson was a better player than Deng. And that's the rubbing all this, all right? And plus the money. Okay, but I'm saying the T-Wolves are a good basketball team, all right? Mm-hmm. Carmelo goes to Houston. Anderson goes to Minnesota. I've got four guys, two from Minnesota, two from Houston, coming to the Knicks. Carmelo Anthony's gone. Everyone's happy. The only contract you're really taking on is a $14 million contract over four years, and you're done. Yeah, well, uh, does Tom Thibodeau want Ryan Anderson? Well, I mean, that's the rub there, right? Well, I mean, that's... I'm just I'm trying to match positions and money to make to get Carmelo out of here. And if he's only going to Houston or Cleveland, you can't go to Houston without Houston shedding Ryan Anderson. So who wants Ryan Anderson? Maybe Minnesota f- views him as an upgrade. It's a lot more money, obviously, but maybe it's an upgrade. Right? Oof. That's all I'm asking. Boomer and Carton on the fan. And I want to make sure I have that Den contract right. Do you think that's 14 per year or 14 over four? I'll tell you right now. Tell Just me. Google it. Yeah. Because if it's 14 per, I might change my mind on the trade I just came up with. I don't know how they list it there. Boomer and Carton on the fan anyway. We'll get you that update from Jerry. You got it there or no? Yep. Current contracts. Deng. Four years experience. Four years, $62 million deal. All right, so it's $14 million per. It expires 2021. Yeah, the, the deal I just suggested, I'm taking it off the table. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.